Hey, it's the Vikings postgame report. Paul Allen, play-by-play guy for your favorite team with uh, the analyst Pete Bursich. We call games for KFAN and the Vikings Radio Network, filling in for Gabe Henderson. And uh, the Vikings had an emotional loss to the San Francisco 49ers today at uh, Levi Stadium. And uh, that is in Santa Clara, California. The final score, 34-26 San Francisco. As uh, we shared at the end of the broadcast on KFAN, Pete, moving to five and six, that's one thing. But seeing Dalvin Cook have to leave the field on a cart and the entire Vikings bench, all the players, everybody come over and kind of uh, uh, wish him well and and uh, and tap him as he was leaving. That was a very emotional moment. Uh, doesn't look good for Dalvin. We don't have any confirmation on exactly what happened, but uh, that was injury to insult, and we're five and six. Yeah, it, it didn't look good for Dalvin Paul, and and you know you got to give these guys credit. They hung in there. They battled. Um, you know, we just made too many mistakes, too many turnovers in the shed over on goalpost is what put us behind the eight ball, Paul, and. You know, it, it, again, you got to hand it to them. Um, we've been healthy for most of this year, and then you you ended this game without Derisaw, without Barr, without Cook. I mean, you know, the hits just kept on coming. So, you know, you, you've got to you got to give them an A for effort in in a lot of ways, but in other ways, Cousins started out hot, cooled off quite a bit toward the end of the game, and ultimately that was the story. And um, Kirk Cousins threw an interception today. It went right to Aziz Alshair with Cousins. That uh, was his first road interception uh, in a year. In fact, more than a year where, um, you know, with uh, he had gone 349 consecutive passes uh, without an interception on the road. So uh, Kirk did not have uh, one of his better games today. And the thing is, he started out with a couple of touchdowns to Adam Thielen where the offense was just motoring down the field in a game that we knew was going to be a very tightly contested game. It was higher scoring than I thought it would be. But uh, nevertheless, you know, as the as the game motored on, the San Francisco 49ers running game really, really began to dictate tempo. In fact, uh, in the game, they ran for 208 yards. And that's what they do. They've run 86 times uh, in the two games up to the Vikings game. They went for 208 today. And uh, with the injury to Dalvin Cook, Christian Derrissaw leaving the game, Anthony Barr leaving the game, and all those rushing yards, it just was way too much to overcome for a Vikings team that had a two-game winning streak snap. And Paul, and Paul you're right. It's like they are, they were exactly who we thought they were. I mean, just to coin a phrase from Denny Green, they didn't do anything today. Debo Samuel running the ball outside. I mean, all these things, none of it was a surprise. I mean, offensively, we, you know, we pulled some plays. We pulled some plays out of our hats to, you know, to 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 move the football and to score a couple times. Just, just not enough, um, you know. In the end, I mean, it, it, it's it's again too bad. We played this game like a must win offensively. Uh, we got a lot of it done. We we got a lot of the the you know the, these plays, these trick plays converted and done, and in the bank. And ultimately, it just it just wasn't enough. Well, with uh, with the way the game developed, sadly, the Vikings lost. They got outscored twenty to twelve in the third quarter. But from five and six, and the fact that you go to Detroit next game uh, after that, you are uh, you you have the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, that's a Thursday night game at U.S. Bank Stadium. Then you're at Chicago. Those are all those are three winnable games. So I mean, from five and six, if you're not eight and six a month from now. 
then uh, honestly that's going to be problematic because you should beat all of those teams really no matter where the game is. That's a big picture look at the way things uh, developed. But from a from a detail-oriented situation with the loss today to the 49ers, 34-26, it, it's difficult to just pinpoint – when you're using some of the players the Vikings had to use on their defensive line, a player named T.J. Smith, okay? And God bless T.J., but he's been on the practice squad since October 5th, never played a snap in the NFL. Patrick Jones, the third-round rookie, he hadn't played many snaps. Uh, Tashawn Bauer, undrafted by the Vikings in 2017, he was playing for the New England Patriots two weeks ago. He sacked Baker Mayfield. Now all of a sudden he's out there running around a ton. you got James Lynch and, and Armin Watts. They're rotation-type players, but no Michael Pierce, no Dalvin Tomlinson. Of course, Daniil Hunter lost for the season. Everson Griffin was not available today. Then Anthony Barr goes down, and uh, there was just so much to overcome defensively against Kyle Shanahan, uh, who is he's just a schematic whiz. He's just really, really good as an offensive coach. And, you know, in, in fairness to, to the Niners, their best offensive threat, Debo Samuel, they lost him late in the game. I mean, it was just an absolute mash unit for both teams today at uh, Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, which is about 15 minutes north of San Jose, about 45 minutes south of San Francisco. And, you know, these 49ers, they they did what they like to do. They want to run the ball, and they want to chew on the clock, and they won the time of possession handily today. You know, when uh, Garoppolo threw it to Harrison Smith early in the game, man, you know, you could just tell with Jimmy he was he was tentative and he was pensive pretty much the entire game, but uh, the Vikings did the best they could to capitalize, but they couldn't close on it. They did a good job, you know, collapsing the pocket and getting some pressure on him. Um, yeah, he, he we had opportunities on the outside. I mean, we all know that Garoppolo can't, you know, is not the best at the timing routes on the outside. They're in there, you know, they get there a little bit late. Um, I loved how we crowded the middle of the field in coverage, but Brandon Ayuk sneaks up, and it's just like they're 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 just good enough in certain key situations, um, you know, for the for the to keep just moving the football, and it's like what they do. I mean, time of possession, they thirty eight minutes now for almost three weeks in a row, 38, 39 minutes. I mean, and if they can be on the plus side of the turnover battle and hold the ball for 38 minutes, I mean, that's their winning formula. It's not fancy, Paul. It's not, you know, it's not earth-shattering what they do. It's like that's the part that's so frustrating is we knew exactly who this offense was and what they were about, what they wanted to do, what they were trying to do, and yet at the same time we were unable to stop them and slow them down and – Man, is that frustrating. We were hope I was hoping for a while there we could get them in a in a catch up type situation where they didn't have the time and the patience to run the football, but something's going on. This defense inside of two minutes in the first half, I mean, Paul, it, it, it at some point someone's got to make a play and stop this because they score right going into halftime, they come out the next drive and it's like it it's deja vu all over again for this Vikings defense and, and it's we got it, like I said. We we just have to. Someone has to come up and make a play. What um uh, what are we thinking about Kirk Cousins at, at this stage of the season? I mean, you know, he quite honestly to go 349 consecutive passes on the road and not throw an interception. That's one of the greatest accomplishments in the history of Minnesota Vikings football, certainly offensively. And by the way, he's thrown a touchdown in 25 consecutive games. He's the only quarterback to ever do that in the history of Vikings football. You know, and and Kirk is is has a lot to do 
with the reason the offense scores the way it scores. He got cold-blooded to KJ late, uh, make that JJ late in the Packers game, and then Valdez-Scantling comes right back on it. But, you know, he got the team in position to win it with Greg Joseph. It, I think we just chalked this up as, as kind, kind of a rough game for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you it was. I mean, I agree with you on that. And it was kind of a reverting back to the mean. I mean, he started out on fire. He was near a 150 passer rating after the first two touchdowns. And, you know, when she got later into this game, it started to kind of go the other direction. I think there were a few plays that, you know, uh, that were improvised a little bit, whether Cousins had to not roll out or, uh, you know, it looked to me like there was a shovel pass that we tried to get, you know, on, on a two-point conversion and we missed ended up missing that one. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it, you, you kind of hope that you could draw it up in the sand a little bit better than that, but we weren't. Uh, the pressure got to him a little bit. And we've seen this before out of Kirk is that when things start – getting to him he becomes inaccurate and that's really what we saw especially late in the game I love that he stayed aggressive third downs throw the ball you know throw it deep uh throw it to JJ you know JJ was wearing Josh Norman out for yeah. majority of the game and he kept going after it and going after it but ultimately uh we were one place short uh, you know a number of times a number of drives a number of situations now we had zero kick return touchdowns since 2016 when Cordero got one against the Arizona Cardinals first season first year at U.S. Bank Stadium this Iowa State rookie Kane Wangu uh, he now has two this year both on the road uh, he got loose from 98 at M&T Bank Stadium did it again today a 98 a 99 yard kick return well, he is just so special back <laughs> yeah. there. And we were talking about it in the booth saying, you know, it's 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 Wangu time, right? And uh, what a game changer that can be in the score on special teams. Not a lot of teams do it anymore, Paul. And, and, and he has become a huge weapon. And so, you know, looking forward, if teams can't get the ball out of the back of the end zone or they make a mistake and don't get it out the back of the end zone, we can, you know, really make them pay for it. And if Wangu, I think, gets a – you know, four or five chances in a game for a return. Yeah, he may not be a touchdown every time, but it can be some big, you know, big returns and some great field position. And what a weapon that's going to be! So, if there's a bright side, we know that it was. He's not a one-trick pony, Wongu. <laughs> I mean, this guy is a legitimate threat, and he almost had another one. Uh, if if Jaquiski if Jaquiski Tart doesn't yeah. force him out of bounds, he might have had three today. Uh, that's Pete Bursich. I'm Paul Allen. Bad news from Northern California. San Francisco beats Minnesota 34-26. And uh, the Niners improved to 6-5. and five. The Vikings are 5-6 and six at Ford Field next uh, Sunday. It is a noon central kickoff against the winless Motor City Kitties. Hopefully we have better news for you next week when you listen to the game at FM 100.3, KFAN, or anywhere throughout the vast and ever-expanding Minnesota Vikings radio network. That is the Vikings post-game report. Have a wonderful day.